This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Guess what, everybody? We have a live show coming up on May 13th at 6 p.m. Pacific. Yep, we're doing it in a in a giant uh, closed and closed airtight stadium, and you're and all invited. And we're going to cough on you. It's guess what? It's online. Surprise. Like everything, it's going to be online. But it's free and you're welcome to come. Uh, You can register through the link in the show notes uh, or find information on the Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. Or I'm going to make a little uh, quick link that'll take you right to where you can register. It'll be bit.ly slash spilled milk live 21. And for the the show topic, we are going to be doing a lightning round, which means Matthew and I will not know ahead of time what the topics are. There'll be multiple topics. Abby's going to pull them out of a hat or something like a hat. And we are going to have just a few minutes to do a show about that topic. And so we need your help. Please submit topic ideas for our lightning round. Send them to topics at spilledmilkpodcast.com. And join us on May 13th at 6 p.m. Pacific. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And we're going to keep that whole intro, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, And uh, today we're talking about bell peppers. Of course. Was this this suggested by anyone, or was it like a thing that fell out of another episode? I'm not sure. I had recently a flashback to one of our earliest episodes, the bagel episode, because that was the one where I think where we were talking about like like hot ooze coming through the bagel the hole. bagel hole because I toasted like a supermarket bagel half and spread it thickly with peanut butter and like this huge glob of peanut butter just fell right out onto the counter. I introduced my child to pizza bagels last week. Oh, pizza bagels are so great. Yes, I had some. Um, have you made this King Arthur? crispy, cheesy pan pizza recipe. I have been not going made around. that exact recipe, but I do make pan pizza all the time. And I think the recipe I make is pretty similar. Yeah. And I think that the, I think honestly, the crust of yours is a little more flavorful, but I have made the King Arthur one a couple times in the last month. And I have been doing it like the super cheaters way, buying pizza sauce, like oh, made sure. by my grocery store. And so, yeah, the other day, June wanted something for lunch, and we had some bagels that Brandon had bought somewhere and given to us in the freezer. 
So we thawed out a bagel, split it, put that pizza sauce on it, some grated mozzarella, and all of a sudden I thought about our old bagel episode. Oh, that's so sweet. Like, wow. Yeah. So there was just like a like a bagel, a vibrating bagel wavelength in the universe. Yes, there were bagels in the air last week. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I recently made an anniversary card for uh, wife of the show, Lori, because it was our 25th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Oh, thanks. So I like made a made a list of like like jokes related to like things happening in 1996 um, and like, uh, you know, best things of the year. And uh, one of them was the pizza bagel at bagel stop on broadway a bagel place that we both fondly remember that i think probably closed in like 1999 god that must have been so uh, what a good idea to uh spend that time like hanging out back in what was it january of 1996 that you got married february february okay yeah. um, but we were and- hanging out in january we knew each other by by the, the month before we got married <laughs> But like, uh, we didn't know know each other very well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, you really don't know someone well until you've been married to them for like 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would know. That's right. Uh, Anyway, that must have been really fun, though, reminiscing about like the stuff that that you guys shared back then. Oh, it was really fun. I was going to say, like, I was going to make a joke based on the concept of uh, of public service retirement uh, annual service credits, but maybe I'm rethinking that idea now. <laughs> okay, okay. Given that I got lost halfway through the phrase. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's actually service. what they're called. I don't think it has the word service three times in it. Anyway, what I was going to say is, like, you should get credit for, for years that you spent in past marriages. Uh, just because, like, like the skills that you learn there, like the do's and don'ts, like you're yes. certainly using that in your current current marriage, right? Right, right. I mean, I'm like, I, you know, I'm like a year and a half into my second marriage, and right. So and you should get to ce- celebrate like your 11 and a half anniversary or whatever. I totally agree. I mean, what? Like, did that 10 years count for nothing? I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Okay. I've been I've been married for 11 and a half years. It doesn't That's, matter that, that is to two different correct. people, but. Okay, Matthew, um, we're doing a show today on bell peppers. Yes. Speaking speaking of uh, things that go great on pizza and can improve your marriage, it's bell pepper week. It is. And uh, if you suggested this episode and we've forgotten, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Matthew, let's talk about uh, what's on your bell pepper memory lane. So, like, I had way more bell pepper memory lane than I expected, like, is it is are they like a very interesting food? I don't think so, but they're they're kind of ubiquitous and so yeah, they, they're, they they're just like they're always there. Yeah, it's like how bagels were in the air. Bell peppers are kind of always in the air. So, okay, so here are my three bell pepper memory lanes. One is the show uh, Iron Chef, where at the beginning, uh, Chairman Kaga always bites into, I think, a yellow bell pepper. I don't remember what color, but I do remember this. Yeah, and uh, it's very dramatic and very funny. It, like, makes me laugh every time. <laughs> and, like, I didn't know back when I was first watching, like, the Japanese Iron Chef, uh, you know, with the hilarious dubbing, that uh, uh, Chairman Kaga, the host of the show, was a, it was and is a super famous, like, uh, like musical theater actor in Japan. And really? And has, like, starred in Les Mis and stuff. Oh, no wonder yeah. he does such a and dramatic biting of that. An incredible that singer. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. I don't even know where to go from there. No, no, you know, you're right. They, like in acting school, they spend a lot of time on dramatic biting, like months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think probably like in acting school, you do learn like how to eat like on camera. 
I don't you know. Must. You know, I always wonder when I see an eating or drinking scene in a show or a movie, I always wonder if they're actually eating and drinking or like what's actually in that cup or yeah, I th- what's in that cup. Well, what's okay. in that cup? It's our new hit show. <laughs> it's our new segment. What's in that cup? Inside the cup. <laughs> wow. This show could Inside go so many different cup. directions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I have heard actors say that they don't enjoy doing those scenes because they have to like keep putting food in their mouth over and over. And I think I think sometimes they do spit. I have gotten good, I feel like, at noticing when someone is drinking from an empty mug, which happens a lot. Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah, we know we know how to do this better than than professional producers and directors. Even if they just put water in it, and let's say it's supposed to be like a coffee cup, even if they just put water in it. You know, you'd wind up with like water on your mouth and you'd have to wipe yep. your mouth. Like, I guess, I guess it, there is a reason why the cup would be empty. Yeah. Are you a cup half empty or a cuff, cuff, wow? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a cuff half rolled up. I'm a cuff half linked kind of person. Or I'll put you, a cuff link on are you one a sleeve. Cuff half unlinked. Yeah, you're right. I'm more of a cuff, I think you're cuff, a cuff half, half unlinked, unlinked kind of guy. <laughs> Okay. All right, Matthew, what else is on your memory lane? All right, that was number one. By the time we get to number through number three, the show's going to be over. Okay, number two is uh, that uh, when teenager, the show December was little, little, we used to read a picture book called Serious Farm about a farmer that was way too serious and needed to learn how to laugh with the help of his farm animals. I think you told me about this. Yeah, and it contains the line, I never laugh at bell peppers, which I've thought always thought was a funny line. And so, like, like I'll, when I'm chopping up a bell pepper, I'll often say, I never laugh at bell peppers. Nope. Wouldn't do that. Okay, so this was the one that came to mind that I have not thought about in forever. I think it was in eighth grade. I was invited, like, the whole class was invited to someone's, uh, you know, some rich kid's party that was like a, like a dance party held at a, cl- like, club or something. Like do you a, think this uh, was like a bar or a bat mitzvah? I don't think so, but it's possible. I remember I bought like a cheap uh, polyester suit because it was like a formal dance. From... You mean you bought it or Judy Amster bought it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used my own money to buy it. No, uh, Judy Amster bought it and then we returned it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway, the thing I remember that happened that I don't know why, like I remember this, my, well, you know, remember this my entire life is I was at the snack table eating green bell peppers raw. Some d- dumb kid insinuated to me that like, why? How can you eat bell peppers at a dance? They'll give you bad breath, which is not true at all. And but like God. at the time, I was like, oh no, like I I like blew it. Like I'm God, I'm not going to get to fuck platonically or otherwise. God. Kids are so terrible. But I mean, it was like mean, but also like dumb, like uninformed because because like bell peppers don't give you like pepper breath, do they? I have already informed June that garlic will make your breath smell like garlic. And that if she, you know, like when possible, she should try to eat garlic with the other people she's hanging out with so that they yeah, all I think have that's reasonable birth. you know i feel like that's that's reasonable um speaking of a cloud of of scorn hanging over bell peppers yeah the thing i remember from my memory lane other than bell peppers just kind of like showing up places just like walking in or otherwise yeah i remember that my mother always kind of scorned green bell peppers 
Yeah, when I was starting out as a food writer, that was the first time I learned that some people scorn green peppers especially. And like, I've never understood it because I've always liked them. I don't understand it either. Like, I I don't. Is it that they're too common or something? I mean, people say they're bitter, but that's true. I mean, coffee is bitter. That are bitter. Anyway, as a kid, I most often remember encountering bell peppers like on um you know like a plate of vegetables and dip oh yeah um and they were always actually on a on a on a crudite plate like that. yeah we did we, remember of, when we did a crudite episode yes but i think bell peppers are one of the things that that holds up best you know like carrots get that yeah. weird kind of dry look radishes get a weird dry look Sna- snap peas can kind of look weird and like they like they've yep. got Yep. Some sort of skin disease. Yeah. Bell peppers look good for quite a while. Yeah, one of the best, one of the best preserved crudités. <laughs> they take home, they take home that award every year. You know, the other place that I remember always encountering bell peppers was in like fajitas. Yes. Right? Oh, I was fajitas never, are so fun. I was. <laughs> You just looked so excited saying that. <laughs> oh, fajitas were so fun. Um, I was never the person who ordered fajitas, I think, because as a child, I was genuinely afraid of that sizzling hot skillet that came to the table. <laughs> I was very risk averse. Um, yeah, you were afraid of dental emergencies but and I the just, fajita platter. But I just remember being like, huh, huh. Like, why is it always bell peppers and onions that comes with fajitas? I don't. I mean, those are those are inexpensive ingredients that are widely available and like smell good when you saute them. So oh, okay, all right, there we go. We just broke That's it down theory. for you. No, okay. like I and I'm Molly, and this was <laughs> wait. I, hold on. Oh, wait, oh, was, I was I trying... was I supposed to give like a joke answer? <laughs> no, I was trying to do the end of the show because I felt like oh, we covered oh, right. everything. And, uh, right, our producer is uh, producer <laughs> Abby, and. Uh, yeah, when you no, when you said fajitas, like I genuinely was excited because like I haven't been to a restaurant in a really long time, like mm-hmm. more than a year, mm-hmm. uh, and like it seems like that might never happen. I, I I can't even imagine what that's going to feel like if it ever becomes possible again. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it made me think. Like I love going to La Cocina on Broadway. Uh, you know, classic uh, like kind of Tex-Mex Mexican American restaurant. They, you know, every time I go and don't order the fajitas, then the sizzling fajita platter will go by and like land at a nearby table. And I'd be like, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I also remember, I think in the early 2000s, around the time that we first met Matthew. Yeah. In the early 2000s, I think Lynn Rosetta Casper had a newsletter or, or maybe the Splendid Table had a newsletter. And I remember subscribing to it. And it seemed very, like, polished and fancy at the time because it would land oh, in yeah. my inbox with, like, you know, the actual, like, graphic of the, the <laughs> yeah. Splendid Table, like, the heading. Anyway, but I remember one week she recommended, like, a pork recipe where you take a pork tenderloin. not Maybe not a tenderloin, maybe just a loin. And you cut it sort of into strips. You saute it. You add, you know, sliced peppers, whatever, and some vinegar. I, I'm sure oh, this dish good. has uh, has a, a particular name in Italy, maybe. I mean, it seems yeah, like some sort of agridolce kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I remember making it. I think I even wrote about it in the early days of the blog. I think I thought that it was fine. Um, <laughs> that's not, that's any, not where I thought that was going. 
But anyway, I do remember that from like the years that I lived alone when I was in grad school and was just like doing a lot of cooking because I just <laughs> I found I found the post and now I'm going to be quoting from it liberally. OK, no. you can go ahead and hide your face now, Wally. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, <clears throat> the oh title of the post is a Stewie stepping stone. God, kill me now. But nonetheless, there comes a time in every young woman's life when she must learn how to handle large pieces of meat. I'll stop now. I have always been. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty funny. It is pretty like, funny. Yeah. Um, punny, even. No, it's not punny. I don't know what it is. I'm so embarrassed right yeah, now. Yeah, like a double entendre isn't, isn't a pun. It's not exactly. a pun. It's not a pun. What year was that that I wrote that? 2006. Interesting. Huh. I would have thought it was earlier than that. Anyway, this is a thrilling part of yeah, today's episode. Can you believe that was 15 years ago? No, I can't. I don't I don't want to think about it. Okay. All um, right, Matthew. Did you did you know that the song Stairway to Heaven is turning 50 this year? Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Matthew. I did the research for this show, and I want to get to use my research. I want you to get to use your research, <clears throat> okay. and so that's why I'm not going to interrupt for the rest of the show. Okay. We have um, a whole bunch of sort of uh, taxonomic names here okay. uh, that I'm going to be leaning on you to pronounce. They're oh, not, okay. I mean, some of them. I mean, you can you can lean on me when you're not strong, or okay. when you need like some some. Latin How old names is that song, Matthew? Oh, it's that's even that's older. Okay, right. Yes. So, uh, you know, this was mildly interesting. Bell peppers, not the most interesting subject I've ever researched, but mildly interesting, just like their flavor. There you go. Bell peppers are the fruit of the grossum, grossum, grossum cultivar group of the species capsicum annuum i guess i would say grossum grossum no i don't know also um, i have important news okay two things first of all when i said i wasn't gonna interrupt i had my fingers crossed i saw and, that and secondly uh lean on me is from 1972 so it's a year younger than stairway to heaven i was wrong oh, that's very surprising i would not yeah. have guessed that okay um anyway so here's the thing so all plants in the genus capsicum are native to the americas so okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to uh, I hate to bring up Christopher Columbus, but it turns out that he was the person, or his, you know, his shipmates or whatever, they are responsible for getting pepper seeds from the Americas back to Europe in 1493. I was yeah, there's of, there's probably a an emerging or like we just need to know about it way to talk about what has been called the Colombian exchange that that doesn't like sort of make Columbus a hero. Yeah. So basically, pepper seeds arrived in Europe in 1493 and the plant spread through Europe and Asia. And it was actually in Hungary that the bell pepper that, you know, that the thing we know of oh, as a bell pepper was sense. developed. So um, but otherwise, you know, th this whole capsicum genus is an America's thing. Anyway, but the mild bell pepper cultivar was developed in the 20s in Hungary. And, you know, like, like so... The, like the 1920s? That's what I saw. Wow. Okay. No, that, no, I believe it. Because, well, here, we're going to get to, in a second, we're going to talk about why it is that they're not spicy. 
And so I wonder if that took a certain amount of like sophistication and breeding. Are are they what paprika is made from? I might be like jumping ahead. There are a number of peppers that go into making paprika. Okay, so botanically, these peppers, uh, or peppers in general, are classified as berries. They're a fruit, of course. I think we all know that. Right, everybody? Yes, yes, teacher. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, they can be many different colors, of course, most commonly like red, yellow, or orange, and green. But then, of course, you know, if you've seen them at the farmer's market or if you've grown them, you've also seen that there are many different shades of purple, sometimes ones that are almost black, and they're the ones that are kind of pale yellow. Yeah, those are great. When I go to the farmer's market and like the peppers have arrived, like that, that always like just feels really good, right? I know. Well, it also means like we're at peak summer and that's always a good feeling. I mean, just the peppers, like the colorful uh, pepper display itself is very cheering. Like I've been reading this book you may have heard of. Uh, by Ross Gay, and I just realized I forgot the title of the book. Oh my God, Matthew, it's the Book of Delights. Book of Delights. It seems like the sort of thing that that Ross Gay might delight in is like a bunch of of colorful peppers laid out on a groaning farmer's market display. That does seem like something that he would be into. You Um, know what? Oh my God. I thought you said you weren't going to interrupt anymore. But I mean, like you, you could hear the sarcasm in my voice when I said it, right? Of course. And I saw you crossing your fingers. Right. I called you teacher in like a, you know, like first grader sort of way. Like mm-hmm. like in a Japanese cl- class, like like at any age, you can call your teacher sensei. And, and that sounds totally appropriate. Yes. Wouldn't it be great if in English you could just call your teacher teacher like at any age? Like as an, uh, a, a ty- um, not a title. As a, as a form of address. You, as a form of address. Yes. But yeah, I so think, I know you can talk about like my teacher, but I want to like directly address the teacher. Hey, teacher. T- teacher. <laughs> it's just it's just really fun to say. Yeah. And, like, and also, okay. like, I don't like being old and would rather be young. Right. Uh, that has been the theme of today's episode. <laughs> yeah. OK, so let's talk about words. Speaking of teacher. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew, okay. for that segue. So um, in different parts of uh, of the English speaking world, bell peppers are also called sweet peppers or capsicum, which I find mm-hmm. a little confusing, given that, uh, you know, there are many different types of peppers that could be called capsicum. Anyway, the name pepper was actually given by Europeans when when the plant arrived there. And at that time, black peppercorns, which are actually from an unrelated plant that originated in India, mm-hmm. black peppercorns were a highly prized condiment in Europe in the, you know, the 1400s. And the name pepper was actually kind of what Europeans called all known spices with a hot and pungent taste. Yeah, that makes sense. So well, and like there are other vestiges of that because there's like long pepper and uh, yes, like, you know, pink peppercorns, which are not related to black, closely related to black pepper. That's yes. Of thing. So yeah, basically they kind of slapped the word pepper on the entire genus. <laughs> Uh, not to mention some things that don't even belong in it. Right. Uh, but the most commonly used name, I think, around the world for this plant is of Mexican origin uh, from the Nahuatl word chili. Um, and it would be the word chili or chile. Yeah. This was interesting to me, and maybe it won't be interesting to anyone else. But um, <laughs> but there are like all the words, even in, in non-English languages, <laughs> that, are, that are used for 
peppers all kind of sound like the word pepper a bit. So in okay. Dutch, uh, the term paprika is used for both the spice and the fruit. All in right, Switzerland and Italy, there's pepperone. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. In French, that there's poivron. Right. Spain, pimiento. That, mm-hmm. Is that how you would say it? And then Matthew, what is it in, in Japanese? Okay, a red bell pepper in Japanese is paprika. Mm-hmm. And a green bell pepper is piman. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah it's pi- all Piman so... is a great uh, tempura item. Oh, my God. Yes. Green bell pepper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that sounds so much like the French word piment. Yeah, which I'm sure is where it comes from. Right. Anyway, typically, the green ones that we encounter are unripe versions of the fruit. Of course, I have there are, heard this before. There are some exceptions to this. There's some like, you know, varieties of green pepper that are green when fully ripe. Mm. But, Does that um, mean they're green, but they taste more like a red pepper? That's interesting. Well, I'm really curious. I, I wish that we were together right now, Matthew, so we could truly do we like a too. blind tasting. Because oh. I'm it, here in my closet, I've got a green bell pepper and a oh, red bell pepper. Oh, I didn't pepper. even get any. Oh yeah, I've I've got a cutting board and a knife oh, here in my closet great. with me. I've got a red bell pepper and a green one. You know, Matthew, I can still do a blind tasting. I'm gonna close my. I'm gonna cut them up. I'm gonna kind of mix <laughs> them up on the cutting board. Please don't cut them with board. your eyes closed. No, 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 I'm gonna cut them with my eyes open. Okay. I'm gonna mix them up and then I'm gonna close my eyes and grab one. And you're gonna know what it is, but I won't. And we're gonna do it a tasting. What if you close your eyes and you grab something that isn't a pepper? I'm going to move the knife well away. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, I have to say, I didn't know that the green, like a green bell pepper is just an unripe red one. Yeah, I think I, I, this is like one of those like, like food trivia facts that I've heard from time to time. But do I really believe it? Yes. No. (laughs) Anyway. um, So yeah, bell peppers, you asked about the the spice paprika and it is, bell peppers are one of the peppers that go into paprika. Yeah, because I know like I have like on my spice shelf, sweet paprika and uh, like sharp paprika or hot paprika. And so like one of them is spicy and one of them is not spicy. Yeah, and I'm guessing it's just that they're made with different peppers or different blends yeah, of peppers. That makes sense. And in fact, so so bell peppers are the only member of the genus that it, it does not produce capsaicin. So a big old goose egg on the Scoville scale. Correct. Um, and it's because bell peppers have a recessive gene that actually, I think, um, it, it, it stops the production of capsaicin entirely. That makes sense. The, apparently, there are there's a type called like Mexibel or something that where the gene has been altered a bit so that it makes a very small. It's a bell pepper that makes a oh. very small amount of capsaicin. I, that sounds pretty good. I know, right? I like, like the I, idea of yeah. a bell pepper, but that has more heat to it. Yeah, it's way it's way better than when you get a jalapeno that has no heat to it, which happens sometimes and is very frustrating. Yes, that is. I wonder if it like gets a recessive. Gene Maybe it or gets. Something. I mean, like, because I assume there's like a gene that that expresses capsaicin, capsaicin, and if that if that gene is not functioning, then you get a a non spicy pepper. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen, 
Uh, they've got – you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it. No charge. Uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet – Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in Alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have, like, a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, so, like, a whole closet system where I can really, like, unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then, and this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Matthew, how about we we go into talking about other things? Like you could talk about the Holy Trinity in Cajun and Creole cooking while I cut up my bell pepper and prepare for my blind tasting. Yes. Okay. I found this so interesting, especially in light of what we were just talking about with uh, Stairway to Heaven and Lean on Me. So when you put up the agenda and uh, we had a section for like, you know, what stuff do you do with bell peppers? Like I immediately thought of the holy trinity of, of uh, Cajun and Creole cuisine, uh, which is the the mirepoix base that goes into like, uh, you know, crawfish etouffee, gumbo, jambalaya. Uh, and it consists of uh, onion, celery, and green bell pepper. Sometimes red bell pepper, usually green bell pepper. And I knew like, you know, from from the early days of, of like me get being interest, interested in food that this was known as the Holy Trinity. I looked this up to see like, uh, you know, I well, first I looked, like went on Wikipedia and there is a Wikipedia article about it. And then I did some more research and learned that that the term Holy Trinity for, for the aromatic base in Cajun and Creole cuisine dates to 1981. That's all? And it first appeared in print in a Craig Claiborne column in the New York Times. He said he got it from Paul Prudhomme, who probably got it from someone else. But there is no evidence that people were saying it much before the early 80s. That is so weird and surprising. Yes. Huh. Okay. But um, but now it's a thing like like anybody with an interest in food, I feel like, like has at least heard this term. Matthew, so I hold on. I've been cutting up you know, some chunks of of this bell pepper. And God, it smells really good. And we're recording this right now. It is 1015 in the morning. I'm in my closet. Mm -hmm. And this smells so good. Like my mouth is watering. This is very weird to me because I don't, I never buy bell peppers. Like I don't, I never think of it. So anyway, okay, this is just, this is what it's like to be in my mouth right now. Um, Okay, so Matthew, Matthew. (laughs) Everyone, every listener has been wondering that for a long time. So I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to get one piece of pepper and and you're going to know what it is, but I will This is so exciting. I love this. And and the listeners are going to love it too because they can't see anything. Okay, so can you see what it is? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Okay. I don't think you're going to have any trouble distinguishing a green and a red bell pepper. Okay, so... Describe what you're tasting. It's, it's quite fruity tasting. It's very juicy. 
at the end it gets a little like vegetal Mm -hmm. so juicy um okay i'm gonna grab another one but you have to you have to tell me if it's if it's the same one yeah yeah it it, maybe i shouldn't tell you okay and you have to figure it out (laughs) (laughs) what about this one that's a a different one i shouldn't have told you oh yeah but i think it's gonna be pretty obvious yeah okay now wow i get it that is obvious do they taste okay the second the, the third one was green and the first two were red that's correct what i noticed first of all was the texture of the flesh is so different oh like, really yeah like the red is like a kind of little softer. bit softer a yeah. little bit softer and like bursting with juice the green one is more firm um it, it's just more firm do you think the red one is actually juicier or is it just that it makes you burst with mouth juice when you when you bite into its succulents? No, I mean, I can feel with the first bite I take into it, I can feel a spray of juice in my mouth. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, do they taste this different when they're cooked? Uh, I think they do. Yeah. This green one, this green one, I got to say, I kind of wish I'd gotten the green one before the red one because after tasting the like I cheese plated this all wrong. The, yeah. The green it, that, one that is a, a risk you run when you when you do your cheese <laughs> you do blind cheese plating. <laughs> yeah. Um the green one tastes much less like delicious yeah, after no, eating think, the red one. Like I don't mind snacking on a raw green bell pepper, but I think it's better cooked. Yeah. I yeah, I wish that I had them both cooked here to to compare. Yeah, anyway, do you have like um, a hot plate in your closet? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, that was really interesting. Um, thanks for playing along with me. Yeah, it was interesting for me, for me too, to watch (laughs) and not get to eat any. Um, (laughs) is your mouth watering? What's going on in your mouth right now? Like, yeah, no, like a lot, a lot of moisture, like waves just kind of sloshing, sloshing from side to side in anticipation. I got to tell you, the green one tastes straight up unripe when eaten raw. I mean, do you wish you could go back to not knowing that it's an unripe red pepper? I do. I think I would just be you like, can't. Oh, I can't. I know. I can't. Unless, what if I go into that movie, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Yep. Wow, I found that movie so tedious. People people have been begging for my review of, of that movie. <laughs> and now you're going to get it. Okay, Matthew. Um, but so- no, it would, it would be great like if you could wipe unwanted memories from your brain and definitely nothing would go wrong. Oh, God. Yes. Can you even imagine? Our whole world would be so different. It would, yeah. Can you imagine how functional we would all be? I think. Um, I don't or know. Not. I think no? maybe not. I think maybe we would just be, be like sitting around like pressing the eraser button all the time or however that worked. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, let's well, talk about wait a minute. what... Ha- oh, has God. it been noticed that that movie is the opposite of Total Recall? I'm sure I'm not the first person to realize that. Have you seen Total Recall? I haven't seen Total Recall. Okay, so in Total Recall, you like go to Total Recall and they they implant a good memory. Okay. So like if you can't afford to go on vacation to Mars, you go to Total Recall and they like implant a memory of your great vacation on Mars where like, you know, you and your wife were having sex all day on Mars. Um (laughs) But then something goes wrong. But uh, but so so like like in Eternal Sunshine, like I definitely need to explain this much further, huh? Because like everybody didn't already like get what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like in Eternal Sunshine, they take out the bad memories, and in Total Recall, they give you the good memories. It's okay. one movie is the opposite of the other movie. All right, I'm gonna go check my email now while you're okay. Go, great. You, while you're going. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, Matthew. All right. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about what we use bell peppers for. Do you buy okay. these things? I buy them like for specific purposes. Like they're not on the like, you know, we have to keep these around. Like lately we've been doing like an exceptional job of always having a large quantity of green onions in the crisper drawer. Ooh. So like every time I go in there, there's like three bunches of scallions and like, you know, it makes me feel like a sense of abundance. You know, yellow onions always got to be in there. Like a can of tomatoes. I, I don't know if that, that's not a produce item, but similar. And I don't know, like I always want to have cilantro around, but it goes bad really quickly. Um, Matthew, you're, 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 <laughs> wrap it up. This is what you asked, right? You wanted, you said list off all produce and kind of I, produce I I said, items. Do that you I ever buy these of. things? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I thought I was like ready to do the show this morning, but like no. the universe had different ideas. Okay. Um, I, okay, Matthew, so you've now lost I your privileges. To, I, I went to that I, eternal sunshine place and I said, like, can you take out all of like, my uh, memory of how to do a podcast? And they were like, right away, sir. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, yeah. I, sometimes I buy bell pepper. <laughs> okay. And do you like, do, do you, I assume you buy them because a recipe calls for them. Yeah. Like um, I'm going to make cheese steaks or and what, like stir what color fry. pepper do you buy? I like a green pepper for cheesesteaks. I don't think I've bought a red bell pepper in a while. Like, uh, there is some recipe that I make that I do put red bell peppers in. I might think of it. I, I mean, I venture to guess that... So I feel like red bell peppers have had really an extended day in in the spotlight. When oh, they, that's like, how they ripen. Well, because they were named, like, a superfood. Do you remember how they, they like? Well, yeah. Okay. I mean, like in all those those dumbass magazines aimed at, or those dumbass like diet culture magazines. Yeah, like, sure. They always have these lists of like ten superfoods you should be eating all the time, and it's like blueberries and bell yeah. peppers and turmeric quinoa and yeah. anyway it's always red bell peppers they talk about because i think red bell peppers do have the highest amount of whatever vitamin c or something mm -hmm. or like red stuff red stuff <laughs> anyway so Beta um, carotene maybe maybe anyway yeah. okay so i think that a lot of people buy these things to eat raw especially red bell peppers and especially if you are concerned about health, I think that they pretty much always show up in salad bars, right? Like, remember oh, when yeah, there used to sure. be salad bars? Yeah. And then, I mean, I think salad bars were kind of already in decline. But now salad bars are firmly declined. Like, do you think? Do you think salad <laughs> bars are going to come back? I don't know. Uh, but I think people know pretty well that like COVID doesn't live on food for very long. Yeah, that's true. But like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so I wrote here on the agenda that a bell pepper sometimes shows up on pizza. And you wrote what in all caps underneath Well, you wrote it. who does that. You yeah. left out a key piece of information. But I, I love pepper, bell peppers on pizza. Oh, I thought your what was that like nobody does this. No, because you, you wrote on pizza. Who does that? Yeah, I don't want a bell pepper on pizza. Who wants oh, that? God. I think like pepperoni and green pepper is one of the best pizza combinations. Huh. I used to order it on my French bread pizza at Pizza Express when I was a teenager. I guess I only think of it on a Supreme pizza. Yeah. Like green bell sure, pepper. It's always like, green. 
Yeah, okay, no, but like I love a supreme pizza, and like it would be inferior without the bell pepper. Okay, fine, you're right. I'm rethinking everything now. Okay, okay. Like, do I want a pizza that's just bell pepper? No, correct. I don't think so. Oh, that, that is would correct. Be you fine. don't. But like, I think like like a pizza with like just some like nicely like you know seared onions sounds great. But like a pizza with just green bell yes. peppers feels like it's missing something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about stuffed peppers? Do you ever make stuffed peppers? I think we had like on our like episode stuffed to do food. list for a long time. Like, oh wait, did we do the stuffed foods episode? I think maybe we did. I think. I I thought I was gonna say maybe we never did it because like neither of us could really like like we ne- get we don't into stuff it. anything. Uh, we couldn't just like couldn't get it up to stuff. Um, <laughs> I. I like I don't think of stuffed peppers as being one of my favorite things. On the other hand, I think I have had some that were that were quite tasty. I think of them as having been a big deal when I was a kid. Like it was yeah. a, it was a typical thing that would be on like the old weeknight rotation in in somebody else's household, not in mine. <laughs> but I remember I remember in high school there would be in the cafeteria there would be stuffed peppers sometimes and i think that was my first real encounter with them and i was like oh this is tasty but i yeah. don't really know why personally I, I i never feel motivated to do that i i just don't yeah i don't tend to stuff vegetables yeah no i do i tend to stuff anything i mean i guess i, I don't make tend dumplings, to stuff anything but other other than dumplings i don't i don't think i'm much of a stuffer okay okay fair and enough i'm fine with that I like stuffing sleeping bag into a stuff sack. That's very satisfying. It's very satisfying, but wow, can you work up a sweat doing that? Wow, I know. It's very tiring, especially if you're actually in a tent with like the sun shining on it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that probably never I, happens to you. Okay, so no, it. I mean, was the sun shining when we went camping? I think it was at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think the the sun was shining. When we went camping, uh, remember, and we were kind of like near over that river, sort of. That was nice. That was nice. You want to go camping again? I think maybe I do. I mean, I slept terribly and I you got really did. cold at night, but oh, God, but I, I had podcasts. I love sleeping in a sleeping bag. Oh, uh, I, I mean, I like the idea, but like in practice, I don't think I like it. Well, and I but, like the I like the old school sleeping bags like we have. That uh, did you sleep in one of ours? Uh, no, I think I brought one that was maybe um, like borrowed from Silots W. Ours are like the, um, you know, the super like, uh, I think of them as very 70s. They're like kind of nylon, like uh, very slippery nylon on the outside. And yep. they're lined with plaid flannel on the inside. Oh, yeah. And they're super bulky. I mean, you would never take that thing like backpacking. But anyway, oh, my God, I love sleeping in them. Ah, the like flannel, the, the cushy flannel. And did, does it have a stuff sack or do you like roll it? Oh, it has a stuff it? sack. Okay. You, you roll it and then you put it in the stuff sack. Because when I was it, a kid. You stuff it, you mark it with. Uh... Tough it? Yes. When I was a kid, we we had like, I think it might have been a down filled sleeping bag that you would actually just like stuff into the yeah. sack. Like you wouldn't roll it first. Yeah. And like that was also that was that was a good workout. Like, do you think we could market a workout routine based on like stuffing and unstuffing a sleeping bag? Probably. I think okay. that I'm not sure how you'd work legs into it, but I think we can do it. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> okay, Matthew, can we just keep moving? Oh my we, god. We okay. Stir fries. <laughs> Yeah, I think bell peppers are great in stir fries. And you wrote here, Matthew used to love pepper steak at Chinese American restaurants. Yeah, it would be just like a beef and green bell pepper stir fry, like, uh, you know, with brown brown sauce. Um, 
It's, that's something I will still sometimes make at home. Mm-hmm. It's very tasty. Is there anything else we should talk about that are that, that people do with bell peppers? I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that we don't have in our repertoire here. I in- mean, I'm sure we'll hear from people at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com or on the Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. Yeah, everybody tell us what you do with bell peppers. Yeah, like I'm still thinking about that that fajita, that sizzling fajita plate <laughs> going by. Like- I keep I keep imagining like I can sort of get a whiff of it. Okay, Matthew, how about we move into our segments? God, we let's are so segments. off our let's, game today. Abby's going to kill us. Let's stuff ourselves like headfirst into these segments. Okay, can I read the spilled mail today? Please do. So this one is from listener Lynn. Was this in response to, oh, we did an Eminem episode recently. Yes. Okay, so listener Lynn wrote <laughs> I think to the us, Eminem episode might have been our longest episode ever. This one's going to be a close second. Yeah. All right, so listener Lynn says, when I open a package of M&Ms, any kind, I have to arrange them in color order. Oh, I hadn't read this email before, so I'm experiencing it for the first time as I share it with you, listener. Every experience is different. I'm usually at work, so I line them up at my desk on a piece of paper, in parentheses, I work in a high school office, and arrange them like a rainbow or line graph. It depends on the number of each color or if they are rolly like the peanut ones can be. I try to eat them mindfully and not to gobble them up in a few handfuls, which would be so easy to do. I'm right there with you, Liz. Oh, yeah, yeah. I take one or two max at a time and savor the moment. I typically start with the color that is poorly represented. That's so kind. The bar graph might turn into a triangle or square or some other random weird shape, but the goal is to make them last. (sighs) I love our listeners. I do too. This is great. And so then the question is, in what order do you eat your M&Ms? And my answer is in the order they come out of the bag. But I I think I'm going to try... I think I'm going to try like eating them more like mindfully and mindfully. That's what the M&M stands for. <laughs> um, yeah, I eat them in the order they come out of the bag. It never occurred to me to do this. This seems very visually pleasing. It was pleasing even to just like read through this description. I know. I, I'm wondering now, like if, if I were like like going into listener Lynn's office at all times, would she have like some sort of geometric or or like 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 a histogram of M and M's, like just out on the desk? Because I feel like that would make me very hungry. I wonder if listener Lynn works in like sort of an open floor plan. If she has an office where she can close the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she's in, is a she cubicle. working from home? Like, do other people see this, and how do they respond? Because wow, that's a lot of temptation for one's coworkers. Yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, I would. I would. I guess I would like live in constant low grade fear of of M and M jackings. Well, yeah, you. I mean, you would not be able to get up and use the bathroom the whole time nope. they're out there. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh got to protect them them M&Ms. Them okay. M's, yes. Wow, listener Lynn, thank you so much. Yes. I I seriously am grinning. Um, All right, if you want to send us a message, contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com or ask it on the subreddit. Matthew, what's our cute animal that we need to know? So speaking of the subreddit, this was recommended by listener Susan on Reddit. It's the rosy maple moth. It's a pink and yellow <gasps> moth, Dryocampa rubicunda, found oh in the eastern God. U.S. and somewhere <gasps> else. I lost the rest of my, my agenda. Canada. 
I'm looking at it right now. We'll link to a YouTube video. And guys, it looks like candy. It looks like candy. It looks like 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 an outfit that someone would wear like on a kid's show in the 70s, maybe. Yes. Like kind of disco inspired. Oh my, the color pink that this guy is, is so beautiful. And it has this fuzzy yellow body. Oh and my fuzzy God. And fuzzy antennae also. Hold on, I'm trying. Oh, it's, hold on. Wow, this video is, is long. Oh my God, yeah, guys. Yeah, you don't have to watch the whole thing. Just... <gasps> oh my God, it's so cute. And it even has like pink legs. Yeah. Oh no, it's my got... God. This is the moth that we've all been waiting for. It is. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, some people just, I don't, we don't live in the habitat you know, of within the range of this moth. But like people who do, this could just like land on your finger or something. Oh my God. Listeners who live in the, the habitat range of the rosy maple moth, you are so lucky. Send us in your pictures of rosy maple moth. I can't get enough. And to be clear, that's Dryocampa rubicunda. Like we, we don't want to hear about some, some similar species. Okay. And now. Oh, wait, wait. Quick. An- another segment uh, calling oh. it quilts. Uh, a listener asked if uh, if you could post a photo of your quilt. Oh, I will. I will. Okay, um, I will post a photo of my quilt if I can figure out how to uh, on our subreddit. How about that, okay. everybody? If you can't figure it out, producer Abby and I can help. I think. Okay, cool. All right, everybody. Uh, it's now time for my favorite new segment, Now But Wow. Stuff we're into this week. And this week, Matthew and I have the same now, but wow. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. So we both recently read the book Memorial. It's a novel by Brian Washington. It came out in 2020. Um, You may have seen the cover. It's this... um, blue background with like a a white plastic like grocery or takeout bag that's being held by chopsticks looks almost like a like a white flag yeah it's a really striking cover it is like an unusual book that i enjoyed very much i feel like i feel like it sort of had a twist part way through that Mm -hmm. i wasn't expecting just in terms of like point of view Mm -hmm. um and it's about these uh, these two guys who uh, are a couple. They live in Texas. And uh, when the book starts, like one of them, uh, who is uh, Japanese American, like goes off to tend to his dying father in Osaka. But simultaneously, his mother has come to visit, and so the the other the other member of the couple is left with his partner's mom, like mm-hmm. sort of, uh, <laughs> to and like you know who is a very very vivid character and uh, uh, like a real person. Personality, and uh, you know, so they have to like figure out how to to suddenly navigate their rela- relationship living together. And there is tons of food in the book. Like the the way that like the neighborhoods are drawn is is just like incredibly detailed. And uh, I loved I loved how the neighbors, you yes. know, even though even though the neighbors weren't weren't really even characters in the book, like you know, they they felt like real people with just like drawn with just a few words. Totally. I also really enjoyed um, that it was kind of a an unconventional look at a love story. Like these two yeah. guys were were struggling in their relationship. And it was just really interesting what Brian Washington did with their story. There was something kind of subtle about it, even as there were really big emotional moments and shifts. So anyway, that's Memorial. And there's a lot of food in the book. Yes. Um, Like uh, both both the food of Texas and the food of Japan are very well represented. Yeah. So that's Memorial by Brian Washington. Check it out. 
All right. You can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. Our producer is Abby Circatella. And um, what else? I don't know. That's that's probably that's probably as much as we need to, to reveal at this point. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that, that makes your ears water in anticipation. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton. Harry Styles was so adorable. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I like that song. Why is he so cute? Oh my God. And he's so Mick Jagger. Yeah. Although I I never found Mick Jagger very fuckable. I would totally fuck Harry Styles. Oh yeah, for sure. Would you? (laughs) No, but I mean like in a, in a like platonic way. Oh, <laughs> that's the only way, really. <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, I don't know. I was just riffing on that, but that isn't the only way. Uh, the pl- platonic <laughs> isn't the only way to fuck. <laughs> that's yeah. our new. That's our new slogan. It, it's, it's our new. It's our new motto for 2021. In 2021, platonic. It's not the only way to fuck. I'll get busy making t-shirts. Yeah, you'll get busy. All right. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm Molly. Matthew. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. Okay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.